Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with the Pew Podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion to see people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. We're really excited to have you here with us this week. So many of you all know that I read the Bible in a year in 2022 and Maddie has, what, when did you do it? You did it in, I did it in like junior high because yeah. the, the joys of homeschooling. Um, <laughs> I actually went through like a whole curriculum mm-hmm. kind of thing that was specifically devoted to studying the most important thing. That's what it was called. So you went through each book and studied it out and learned the different categories for the Old Testament, different things like that. Mm -hmm. So we are chatting about the shocking statistic Mm -hmm. of how many Christians have actually read the entire Bible. And I don't know if y'all have seen that statistic before or not, but wow. So we're getting into all of that in this episode and also why knowing scripture is so foundational for our faith and just the importance of it, but also how to practically implement that into our lives. Mm -hmm. Because as the statistic shows, many of us struggle in this area. It's a difficult thing to do in our daily lives. It takes effort. It takes a lot of time and dedication. Mm -hmm. And it's also very, very rewarding when you do so. So we're talking all about that here on the show today. But before we get into the episode, Maddie, just catch us up on what's been happening lately. Okay, so I'm sure probably a lot of you already know about this, but I'm going to say it again because it's just so cool. We updated the blog, and I'm I'm sure I mentioned this before, probably in last week's episode, but we're just really excited because it looks amazing, and we are just, y'all know, we are devoted to making it easy for you guys to Mm -hmm. navigate our blog because there is literally nothing worse than going to someone's website and just having no idea what to do. do. (laughs) So we're trying to make it as easy for y'all as possible. And I think that we have done well with this new update. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure we will have more updates in the future. But this one is really great. We added a search bar to the top so that you guys can search for your favorite posts. If you recall, that was way down at the bottom and it was just really inconvenient. So we moved that so that you guys can access it a little bit easier. And some of the blog posts are set up a little bit differently. It's really cool to look at on like a computer Mm -hmm. or a laptop, um, but it's also a little bit different on the phone. So we're just really happy that that has turned out well and that y'all are enjoying it. We have gotten some feedback from y'all and you say that you really like it. So we're very happy about that. And uh, just make sure that you're caught up on all the new recent podcast episodes. We actually just hit 9,000 downloads mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago and we are just beyond thrilled and so thankful for y'all who keep downloading and keep listening. It means a lot to us and it really helps us to just be successful on the podcast because that is what can help your podcast move up on different lists and um, just get out to more people. So we're really excited about that and we are just very thankful for all of you who continue to download and just support our podcast in that way. So if you haven't downloaded recently and you want to catch up so that you can listen to our podcast episodes wherever you are, whatever you're doing at whatever time, then you should go back and catch up on all of that and it just makes it super easy and convenient for you to listen to some of your favorite episodes. Yeah, definitely. And just another reminder, our email list is on the homepage of the blog, Mm -hmm. but you do have to scroll down past like our little bio section where we talk about why we have the blog, what we're there for, all of that good stuff. And then 
there are some comments that people have put on the homepage. Mm-hmm. And right beneath that, if you're looking on the phone, you will see where you can sign up to be on our email list. We're still working on that, just trying to move some different things. It's it's a long story, guys. Yeah. I'm not going to bore you with all of the website uh, tech details, but we are trying to move that up so it's more accessible and stuff for y'all. But mm-hmm. just know that it is there and that is a huge huge way that you can support the blog. So if you're really enjoying the blog posts, if you want to be notified when we have new posts and when they come out on Thursdays, then that's a great way to yeah. be notified as soon as they come out. If you're looking on the laptop, then it's going to be on your right-hand side. It is pretty much at the top, I think. Yeah, it's, it's like right, like right at the there. Top. So yeah, just a few of those details that we wanted to catch y'all up on, but let's get into this episode. Really excited. Mm-hmm. Last week, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you need to go listen to that one. Yes. It was so good. And we looked at some statistics regarding the public education system and just how it's affecting the soul of America. So definitely a must listen. But today I said that we were going to share a statistic about how many Christians have actually read the entire Bible. Does anyone want to take a guess? You're probably going to be wrong, but (laughs) do you want to take a guess? Because I totally would have been wrong. Oh my goodness. It's it's really insane, guys. I cannot believe it. When I read it, I was just like, I don't know if I believe that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Only 11% of professing Christians have read the entire Bible. Only 11%, y'all have read the entire Bible. Now, some of you may be listening with that statistic in mind and you may be like, oh, don't beat me up. I'm one of those people, you know, and I I can relate because I was one of those people before last year. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like up until recently, I had not read the entire Bible. Yeah. Um, And so I'm not here to condemn anyone. I'm not here to judge anyone. I'm here to call us to a higher standard Mm -hmm. because I feel like, at least in my own life, I had shied away from reading scripture, from reading the entire Bible to make that commitment in my own life because I felt like it was going to be too hard. And honestly, I I had this thought in my mind that I didn't have enough time Mm -hmm. to do it. And I just want to encourage y'all, you do have enough time. There is enough time to read the entire Bible. I can testify to that after doing it last year, even when you think that you don't have enough time. If you have a busy lifestyle, if you feel like, you know, well, nothing goes right and I just disappoint myself when I don't, you know, achieve Mm -hmm. the goals that I had set or whatever. This is a goal that to me in my life, I just got to this point where it was non-negotiable. I had to read the entire Bible. It was something that I wanted to prioritize in my life. I was not doing that great. I wouldn't say I was terrible. I was definitely in the Word multiple times a week. But I'll be honest, a lot of times it was simply because I needed to prepare a Bible study lesson or I needed to quickly find a verse to help somebody out or text them or put in a card or, you know, whatever like that. And there were times where I did it just for personal, a devotion time, you Mm -hmm. know, kind of deal. But I convinced myself that I didn't have enough time to do what I needed to do. And that is such a lie that I feel like the enemy is feeding us in our culture today that we don't have time. We don't have time. Mm -hmm. But just think about how much time you have for everything else, how much time you have to spend on your phone. How much time you have to post to social media? Yeah. How much time you have to take your kids to sports practices or if you are a teen to go to sports practices or to participate in worldly activities or to do your homework or, you know, and some of those things are Mm -hmm. non-negotiable. I'm not saying that, but a lot of them can be ordered correctly. 
And I feel like we we definitely struggle with that yeah. in our in our modern culture today because everything is just like, okay, well, this is non-negotiable, this is non-negotiable, and um, I have to prioritize this and that and this and that, and then we just have our priorities all skewed. So, Maddie, what do you think about this? How do you think this is impacting our culture, especially the younger generation? Because I feel like as we've worked with youth and we're, you know, currently working with youth our age, there are a lot of things that they're dealing with that I feel like stem from a lack of knowing scripture. Yeah. I think that totally like most of the problems in our society today are from a lack of knowing scripture, especially Mm -hmm. when you look back at history, you look at the success of America and of different things like that, and you see how much scripture played a role in all Mm -hmm. these different things. So scripture has always been essential, especially to America as a country that has been founded on godly principles. And now I think that as we stray further and further away from that foundation, our world just keeps spiraling into more and more chaos. Mm -hmm. And definitely this is the case with younger people because we totally have no idea about scripture. I mean, it's seriously incredible to me sometimes when I'm looking at some of the kids who have even gone to church their entire lives. And this is not just lost kids who don't know scripture. I mean, that's expected that they wouldn't know scripture. Sure. But even for some kids who have been in church their entire lives, I mean, we have been in church our entire lives and it took me until junior high to actually read the entire Bible. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is something that really we need to start prioritizing a lot more as a church body. This is something that we have really loved uh, about like Francis Chan's churches and his model because every single year their church goes through the Bible and that's what they discuss on Sundays and it's a church-wide effort. And I think that that is something that's really cool, but honestly, something that a lot of Christians are not willing to commit to like Mm -hmm. you were talking about. And I think that honestly, that is just baffling to me because like why (laughs) why couldn't we commit enough time to do that especially because this year I am going to be doing the same program that Lily did last year we're both doing it this year and at first I was thinking okay you know what I think I'm just going to focus on like the old testament and that kind of thing because I've just recently started learning some really interesting things about the old testament and there were like some different courses that I wanted to take regarding the old testament so I was like okay I'll just focus in on that and honestly at the beginning of the year y'all know I've talked about this I was really prioritizing having a good schedule and I'm still trying to prioritize that but I have not been doing good this week anyway we're gonna avoid talking about that because that's what I do (laughs) but I'm really trying to prioritize having a good schedule and that includes bible reading Mm -hmm. and that is one of the very first things that I added to my schedule it's literally like wake up do the essential things like brush my teeth and wash my face and then bible reading that's what I do first thing and it's been just incredible to me how I put it off for so long and 2022 I did horrible at personal devotions. I mean, I did horrible. That is something that I totally don't want to admit, but I really did not do a good job at that in 2022. I think more of us do need to start talking about that, about how like we have failed in reading scripture, but let's turn that around and like fix that this year. Mm -hmm. And now I'm looking at it and I'm just like, what in the world? Like, why did I act like this was going to be something that was so difficult Mm -hmm. to do? And honestly, I was 
making myself read more scripture just while I was thinking, oh, I'm just going to go through the Old Testament. I was reading like four chapters a day. And then I decided on like January 5th, I was like, you know what? I might as well just do the Bible in a year thing because I'll be going through the Old Testament with that, obviously, and just kind of being well-rounded in scripture as I'm reading because you do some in the Old Testament, some in the New Testament, and then you do like a Psalm or a Proverb. So, you're just scattered throughout scripture a little Mm -hmm. bit and you get to see some of the different ways that it connects. So, that has honestly already been like life-changing. And I mean, we've been able, it's been kind of cool because we have both been able to just say like, oh yeah, I never knew this. And we're both like reading at the same part in Genesis or in Matthew or in Psalms. And it's like, oh, I never realized that before. Even after like Lily went through the Bible last year, literally last night, we were sitting in our dining room doing school and stuff and she read something and she was like, I never realized that. And so I think that lots of us as Christians look at scripture and even if you've read through the Bible once, you're part of that 11%. It's like, okay, well, I'm good now. Mm -hmm. I don't need to do it again. Yeah. I wanted to say that. I thought that going into this year, I was a little hesitant because I'm like, I don't want scripture to become boring to me. Yeah. I don't want it to be something that I'm just like, oh yeah, I read that last year. But it literally can't. Exactly. And I think that that, yeah, it's really like the beauty of scripture Mm -hmm. and the beauty of actually seeing it be Mm -hmm. living and active. Right. You know, we say that all the time and we talk about it, but being able to actually see that as you're going through it again, as you're reading verses that you've read before and you're it just completely hits you differently and is just like what in the world how did I never notice that before Mm -hmm. so I think that the reason so many of us like Lily was saying won't actually commit to reading the entire bible is because we think we don't have time Mm -hmm. honestly all we have is time that's literally it in life that's the one thing that we have time always we always have time yet we choose to spend it on so many other things that are just ridiculous. I mean, I'm not even saying like most of the time school took the priority for me Mm -hmm. and that was, I totally prioritized that above scripture reading and that's horrible, but I did. And I was trying to get homeschool done and then getting like my college work done and different things like that. And so it was just like, I have to get this done. Not bad. Like school needs to be done. It's illegal to not do your school. (laughs) But at the same time, why do we not treat scripture with that much respect, that much devotion? I think that that's something that's really sad to see in a lot of Christians today because why do we expect to have a really strong relationship with Jesus when we don't even know what he's saying to us? Right. I mean, the one thing that we have that is literally like direct communication with God aside from prayer, we're not paying attention to. Mm -hmm. That is crazy. This is the only literally the only piece of divine literature in the world and we don't pay attention to it right and we act like it's irrelevant or not important enough to say okay i'm gonna read the whole thing in a year and then i'm gonna do it again Mm -hmm. and then i might even do it again like we act like it is something that you do once and then okay i'm part of that 11 percent. i'm good right the rest the 89 percent of the rest of y'all can go and do what you want but i'm part of the 11 percent. i've read it once Mm -hmm. so i'm good I just, something we were talking about before we sat down to record was why would we want to spend eternity with someone we don't even know, actually know? Why is that something we want? Mm -hmm. And the reason we still want it is because we are purely focused on the perks. We are purely focused on, okay, well, if I say I'm a Christian, I'm not going to have to burn in hell for the rest of eternity. So that's good. 
Like what in the world that we are completely missing the point of heaven, the point mm-hmm. of communion with God and being one with him, studying his word, learning who he is. Jesus is the perfect representation of humanity. I've talked about this in a couple of blogmas posts that I wrote this year. And yet we completely discount that. We act like his standards for us are completely unachievable and something that we could never amount to. And yes, we will never reach the level of perfection mm-hmm. that Jesus was at. Like we can't because we are sinful human beings. But why are we not still trying to follow his example? We should be trying to be as perfect as we possibly can be. Yeah, It's so sad to me that Christians don't realize that this is the point. This is why we have scripture to become one with the Lord and to really know him well. Know him like we would know an actual friend. Like when someone is talking to you, you are focusing on what they're saying. You're trying to learn about them and know them better through conversations that you're having. Well, this is the exact same thing with scripture. You're literally able to have a conversation with God. That is his way of honestly, most of the time, answering your prayers because we look at prayer as, well, that's direct communication with God. Yes, that is direct communication with God. I'm not saying that it's not, but scripture sometimes is the way that the Lord will answer Mm -hmm. your prayers in a tangible way way, something that we can understand, that we can grab onto and that you can highlight and look back on later in life. So I don't understand why we would want to spend eternity with someone who we literally don't even know, Mm -hmm. who we just want to claim to know. And yet we still think, well, his expectations of me are unachievable and he's just this distant figure. Like, why do we think that's going to change once we get nearer to death? I I think that that's our mindset. Most Mm -hmm. of the people in the American church think, well, when I'm about to die, then I'll get serious about all this and it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll have enough time. Well, you don't actually know that. And why would we want to? I mean, Mm -hmm. he's just been this distant figure you haven't been interested in for the rest of your life. But, oh, now that I'm dying, I don't want to end up in hell. So here we go. I guess I'll read some scripture, pray a little more and act like a real Christian. And I think that scripture is just so important to the Christian life and something that Jesus himself prioritized a lot in his life. Mm -hmm. So why do we act like it's negotiable in ours? Mm -hmm. Well, just think about how inconsistent that is in the life of a Christian, right? For you to say, I want to spend eternity with a God that loves me and with a God that has shown me such mercy and grace through the cross and through what he did, living a sinless, perfect life so that he could save us from our sin and not give him the time that he deserves now. Yeah. That's just so inconsistent. And it really shows how we view God, how much we respect him, how much we fear him, and how much we love him. Ultimately, it shows how much we love him. Mm -hmm. And that's a scary thought when you realize that only 11% have prioritized that in their lives. And just remember, guys, like, again, we're not here to totally beat you up. We want to inspire you to read the Bible this year because that's something that Maddie and I are just passionate about now after doing it ourselves. We just can't help but talk about it because it's something that we have experienced such Mm -hmm. life change from and it's impacted all of our decisions and our choices and friendships and family life and schoolwork and everything that it's just like you can't, you can't not do it. Exactly. You you can't afford not to. Yeah. People need to know the God of the Bible. They need Mm -hmm. to know who he is. And if 
we as Christians do not prioritize our own Bible reading and spending time with him, then how do we expect to tell others about him? How do we expect to share that with others and to ultimately encourage them to chase after him and to seek him in scripture, in prayer, all of those things, and not practically do that ourselves? It is inconsistent. Mm -hmm. And we are losing the lost even more day by day. Yeah. We are making them think less of us. We are making them look at the church. They're looking inside and they're going, these people all look like the outside world. They all look mm -hmm. like the people that I work with, the people I go to school with, the people who are cussing up a storm at the restaurant. You know, like all these things are saying <laughs> there is no difference between the church and the world. Why should I go to all of this work? Why should I go to the effort of reading my Bible and, you know, doing these things when Obviously, it doesn't impact anybody or it doesn't mm -hmm. influence them. We are losing them by the things that we're choosing. They're watching that and going, why would I want that? Why Why is that any yeah. different than how I'm living now? Mm -hmm. um, I can just stay in the same routine, doing the same old things I'm doing, and everything will be okay because yeah. obviously that's what they're doing too. So here is just something that I want to encourage us with. A.W. Tozer had a quote that I just love. I think it's really, really good. He says, distractions must be conquered or they will conquer us. So let us cultivate simplicity. Let us want fewer things. Let us walk in the spirit. Let us fill our minds with the word of God and our hearts with praise. Mm -hmm. You know, the line, I don't know. It's just, I guess, our name and all of that yeah. stuff. <laughs> but let us want fewer things. Mm -hmm. I love how he phrases that because it shouldn't be, oh, I have to give up these things because I have to do my Bible reading. Mm -hmm. I have to, I have to, I have to. That is the mindset and the heart posture of a lot of Christians that I talk to today. Yeah. Well, I have to read my Bible. I have to go to church. I have to do this. And it's like, uh, okay, do you hate doing these things? Because that's kind of the impression I'm getting yeah. here, you know, when you're talking to me about it. But let us want fewer things because what do we want instead? We want more of God. We want more of his presence in our lives. We want more praising and more worshiping and more prayer. All these things that encourage us to get down on our knees and be humble before our God. Mm -hmm. That's what we want more of. But you can't have more of that without cutting out the distractions without saying, Lord, get rid of this so that I can more fully focus on you. Yeah. And my heart can be trained to worship and honor you no matter where I am, who I'm with, what I'm doing. It's all about you. That's the point of our lives as Christians. And that's ultimately what wins the loss. That's what we should be doing daily. Mm -hmm. Did we please the Lord today? Was the Lord pleased with what I did today. That should be a question that before you lay your head on the pillow at night, that is a question we should all be asking ourselves if we are Christians and if we genuinely love Christ. Was he pleased with what we did today? Part of that is being in his word because you're not going to know what he's pleased with, what honors him, what glorifies him, what shows him that you love him if you don't read his word, if you don't know the people that did prioritize those things and made a difference in the world with their lives and with the time that they had. Because like Maddie said, the, the truth is that you have time, just like I had time, mm -hmm. <laughs> just like I had time before last year to prioritize Bible reading and to read the whole entire Bible. I had that time. I just didn't make it a priority. And that's yeah. just me being real here is that we prioritize so many other things first. Mm -hmm. 
And Bible reading is kind of one of those things where it's like we all view it as optional. <laughs> like if I get to this today, it'll happen. If I don't, yeah. oh, well, I'll try again tomorrow, you know. The enemy is going to try to keep us away from the Lord's word mm -hmm. because it is living and active and it is powerful. And, you know, one of the things I had to read for school, I had to read the book of Matthew in like a week. And you have to write themes about every chapter and the book and you have to write kind of a biography of Matthew and his life and you also have to look at each chapter and write down three things that stood out to you. And you won't notice this if you only read one chapter a week in scripture yeah. or like occasionally in the word. But when you read it collectively, when you read it as a whole entire book, as the whole of scripture and realizing that the storyline is the same all the way through and mm -hmm. that it's pointing us to Jesus, it just kind of changes things. And one of the things that I noticed in the book of Matthew is one, how much the Pharisees test Jesus and question him. Yeah. It's like every single chapter they're coming, well, Lord, tell us about this. You know, like, are you sure about this? And remember, these are the religious leaders who, who are supposed to know scripture and they do know scripture. They memorized the Torah when they were a couple years old as young Jewish boys. So like they know scripture and they know what God said. But what does Jesus continually say to them when they question him? He always begins with, do you not know it is written? And I just find that so powerful because I feel like that's maybe what Jesus is trying to say to us today. That may be the question he's asking us, do you not know it is written? Mm -hmm. And I'm so afraid, especially after reading the statistic of only 11% of professing Christians have read the entire Bible, that so many of us do not know that it is written. Mm-hmm. We don't know what he has said. We don't know what he has commanded of us, what pleases him, what glorifies him, what shows him that we truly love him and how to witness to a lost world. I don't know if we know, guys. Mm -hmm. I really don't. And in the church today, it is so scary to think that we don't care, that we don't care enough to change it, Yeah, that we don't recognize our need for the word of God that is a dangerous place to be in, and it's right where the enemy wants us. Yeah, I mean, I totally love the same part of that Tozer quote about wanting fewer things because automatically, I think that that just kind of shifts mm -hmm. in you when you actually start to prioritize scripture, that just automatically becomes what you want, and you do start to want fewer things, and it's like, okay, I would rather do my Bible reading today than mm -hmm. just make like a super extravagant breakfast or something because I could totally do that if I wanted to. But instead, now that even if you do start with that kind of heart of like, well, this is something I have to do. I mean, I would challenge you not to start like that. But if you do, I think that the Lord will change that over time if you allow him to, if you really pay attention to what you're reading in scripture and actually applying it. That's mm -hmm. the difference between Jesus and the Pharisees because he could ask them all day, don't you know that it is written? And they would know. We wouldn't know, but they would know. And yet there's still this disconnect between, yeah, we know it's written, but like, why was it written? What are we supposed to do with what was written? And I think that that is something that we in the American church need to start paying attention to because even if you are part of that 11% that has read the entire Bible, how much of it did you memorize? Right. How much of it are you actually applying to your life? And this is something I'm totally guilty of. Like I read the whole thing and even then I kind of had to be 
not necessarily forced to, but it was something that I had to do because it was part of my school stuff. I needed the papers to put in my binder at the end Mm -hmm. of the year, and it was something that I had to get done. And I mean, I'm grateful for that because it did get me to read the entire Bible. But at the same time, even if you're starting with that kind of heart of I have to do it, if you allow the Lord to change that in you, I really Mm -hmm. think that you are going to bridge that disconnect that the Pharisees had with what is written and why is it written? What are we supposed to do with it? Mm -hmm. And that is the point of reading scripture, not simply to say, oh, I'm part of the 11% or to expand the 11%, 13%, 15%, 50%. That's not the point. The point is I'm reading it so that I can apply it so that I can be more like Jesus Mm -hmm. so that I can actually know who I'm spending eternity with when I get there. Yep. So we want to end with this verse from 2 Peter 1.19, and it says, And we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed, to which you will do well to pay attention, as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Mm-hmm. I really love this verse and just the way that it talks about scripture as being a lamp. I mean, we all know this, you know, in Psalms, it's referred to as a lamp lighting the way. But I just love that analogy because I think we can all agree that the world is indeed a very dark place, Mm -hmm. especially right now. The world just keeps getting darker and darker and darker, and Mm -hmm. it is our responsibility to change that. Whether we like it or not, it is our responsibility. And I think that the more you read scripture, the more you are going to be passionate about that calling, about that priority that you're supposed to have. So we are going to wrap up in prayer, so please pray with us. Lord, I just thank you for this day, and I just thank you for the opportunity that you've given us to just sit down and talk about some of the difficulties that we've had in reading scripture, but the way that we were able to just overcome those and prioritize spending time with you throughout our day. I pray that you would just use this episode to inspire others to do the same and that we would just become a force that is committed to your word and that is committed to shining a light into the darkness as you have called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Just a reminder, as always, be sure to subscribe to the show. If you enjoyed Mm -hmm. this episode, if you want more encouraging, inspiring, challenging content like this, (laughs) then be sure to subscribe because we are here every single Monday Mm -hmm. putting out new episodes for y'all and occasionally some mini-sodes and some extra blog posts and different things like that. But be sure to stay tuned for all of that good stuff coming. We have so many great topics and just exciting things that we're getting into in 2023 Mm -hmm. and we don't want you to miss it. So make sure you subscribe so you're here for all of that and we will talk to y'all next Monday. Bye guys.